0: What
1: are you doing? What are you Not doing?
0: Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see.
2: Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Pointon Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe. We now have our free champion. But in the end, only one will go down in history. Adam K., the brewmeister.
1: I'll be in my bedroom, making no noise and pretending that I don't exist.
2: And the lovely
1: Lady M.
3: Now, if you two don't mind, I'm going to bed before either of you come up with another clever idea to get us killed, or worse, expelled.
2: Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com.
4: The Brewmeister. Hello. And the lovely Lady
5: Well, good M. morning.
4: Good morning. How's everybody doing? I'm apparently doing better than both of you guys. Yeah, well, you know, at least Lady M's mange or Green or whatever you had is going away. That
5: rash is gone. I, I've been notified uh, I wasn't, that... I do not
4: call that a rash.
5: It's... Well, it's It not, was like mange. It's like not deadly and contagious. Now that I know, it's just... It, what was it? Dermatitis?
4: Dermatitis.
5: Dermatitis. It's fine.
4: <laughs> is, that, is that usually a hygienic problem, or what is that?
6: Uh, well, there are a lot of different things that can cause it.
5: It started from the camping trip in the Keys with some poison ivy. And I'm it, a dirty, or, dirty girl. And I am, and I am, and now that we're talking about it, as you it's are itching. scratching <laughs> oh your God, breasts it's like right now, all my boob, and it's like going around my. Oh, it's
4: that's pain. that's all we've had the privilege of Lady M self-handling her boob. <laughs> because
6: scratching is herself. So
5: bad. Excellent. <laughs> I told her if
6: she
4: wanted, I would help her apply aloe, but she never took me up on that. I wonder why.
5: How are you doing? That's the real question. Doing good. Yes.
4: We had our fourth child this Monday. Woo! Yes. Asher Dargo DeBabba entered the world nine pounds on September 15th, uh, Monday, and uh, the DeBabba household is now full and the baby factory is officially closed. Officially closed. (laughs) Officially closed.
5: So, how is it not being the only man in the house now? Um... Have you noticed any changes?
4: We're still outnumbered. Yeah, we're still outnumbered <laughs> until he gets old enough to have a presence, you yeah. know. But I've already laid down the law. I've told all three girls, mommy, aunties, everybody involved, there will never, ever, ever be any dress up.
1: Ooh.
4: Yeah, not happening.
1: <laughs>
4: ever. They will see a side of Abe they will never have seen if I ever catch them No dress up. dressing up my little boy.
5: What if he wants to Adam's dress up?
4: smiling. I don't know be smiling <laughs> cuz he's like he's picturing himself being dressed well, up. Well, when he was a child they yeah. used to dress him Did up. Did you get dressed up as a child? No. Nobody put you in I'm, a... I'm
6: trying to come up with a scenario where you might be okay with it if they dressed him up as a 1930s British chap to play no, downtown
4: Abbey or you something. You could
6: dress him up anything
4: that's manly. Masculine. Okay. There'll be no dresses. There's no, high no princess. Heels,
7: there's no Asher no lipstick, princess. No
4: rouge, outfits. None of that stuff. There's no hey, let's make over the baby. Is just what not, you're getting just at. Just not happening. Gotcha. And you know, with being really surrounded by almost everybody women, uh, that law had to be set pretty early. Uh-huh. Because my doll, my daughters, all they want to do is play dolls and dress up all day.
5: All mm. their girls.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to look at the baby and say, oh, here's a new doll. We can dress them up.
5: <clears throat> right.
4: It's yeah, just not happening. Right no offense you know
5: i'm sure that i mean if that's
4: your lifestyle choice and that's what you want to do god help you it just ain't happening for my son right now right
5: i'm sure that the girls are just so excited like
4: yeah, over you know there's a lot going on in the house you know the little one i got two year old little ones like doesn't understand why mommy's leaving with the baby every doctor every you know every other day yeah. go to the doctor and she can't go and you know and you know there's a the whole post baby stuff and yeah. it's just you know it'll level out We've been down this road before.
5: Three times before, to be Three exact. Three times before. So. <laughs> this is the fourth adventure.
4: Things will level out. Well, speaking of myself, what are you guys doing? Anything this weekend?
5: Tom Petty.
4: Oh, when's Tom Petty? Tonight. Oh, very nice.
5: I've been so excited about this concert for months. Don't no, no, come no. around
4: here no more. She, <laughs> good one. I don't think she got that. No.
6: Uh, yeah, she told me yesterday she was so excited she was crying.
5: I okay, so I had. So let's a, see,
4: John Legend makes you cry. Tom, I see the pattern. Mm-hmm.
5: I had a moment in the car yesterday. I put on Tom Petty, and I just envisioned myself in the stands and Duncan with me and. Ah. Attention
2: associates, attention. Lady M is about to cry, and there's a sale on eggs.
5: <laughs> I
6: gotta tell you, you're probably the girl at the concert when I saw Dave Matthews a few years ago. He's I was still around. Oh, yeah, the guy tours constantly.
5: Really? Yeah. Constantly. Still listens to Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews comes here like once a year and sells out.
4: If you're going to fondle those boobs all show, you're not going to touch me with that hand.
5: You guys got, yeah.
4: Okay, I'm just telling you right now. You're totally desecrating your boob on national radio. No one can see me. (laughs) Too bad. But anyway, you're probably the girl
6: who, like when I was at a Dave Matthews concert a couple years ago, spent the entire show screaming at the top of her lungs, Dave! Dave, I love you.
5: No, that's not it's me. Because I'm not, like, in love with Tom Petty. Like, I wouldn't even be able to pick him up off the side of the street it's if kinda I had He's kind of gross looking,
4: actually. I was going to say, yeah. That's I just, in a Rico Ocasek kind of way. Oh, absolutely. His
5: music just brings me back to, like, my child days because it's what my mom and my dad listened to. Are you going to so throw your
4: panties up on stage? No. Come on. <laughs>
5: These are so oh, there you go. It's just an exciting. His, his music's exciting to me. I wonder animate. how he's got a
4: sound. dude has got to be like 65.
1: Yeah, pretty close. Yeah.
5: I'm gonna, I'm gonna videotape. I got.
4: Video I mean, she's ready. got big seats. Uh, is what I remember saying. I saw Jethro Tull. <laughs> listen, listen. This is before you I m- hold on. <laughs> This is before I moved to Florida. This is pre ninety eight. Wow. And he was awful. I can't believe he was still touring. He then. was awful. He couldn't hit a note for the life of himself. Oh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Oh. That's you funny. know who Jethro Tull is, right?
5: Um, I if I heard no. the song, I would know. Oh, the song. I guarantee
4: you, you know at least five songs. Right. But also,
6: the first winner of the ever Grammy for heavy metal.
4: Oh yeah, that's right. He did.
6: Yeah, Ian Anderson. <laughs> Despite the fact that everyone in the crowd was like, "What? what? Exactly. He's not even here. He didn't show up. He's not metal."
4: Nothing, nothing. is
6: more metal it was than Aqualike the flu.
4: Did it. That's why. Yeah. Pretty sure. Well, that being said, folks, uh, we hope to bring you a great. We got a great show. I'm kind of excited. You know, uh, we got some great guests. we got Skip Martin from Roma Craft Tobacco on today. And an interview I'm excited to do, because I'm an avid poker player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Raymer, the Fossil Man, and we'll tell you why they call him the Fossil Man if you don't know a little bit later. Uh, our 2004 World Series of Poker Champion will be on our show today. Just past the 10-year anniversary. Yes, and uh, he was on the cover of Cigar Aficionado, if many of you remember. In four Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah, it was either 04 or 05 after he won. Okay. But he was on the cover. He was the guy that wore the glasses with the holographic eyes on him. Yeah. So this should be a very cool interview. Looking forward to that. And if you plan on taking a trip or going on a cruise, and there might be a slight chance you get stranded on an island with nobody there, you know, we have the people on the show for you today. Dr. Joe and Dr. Amy Alton, these people are survival specialists. You know, I think it's something you and Duncan really need to listen to. Because you guys are out there doing stuff, windsurfing, yeah. going to the Keys. I mean, you, you will eventually get trapped on some island
5: somewhere. I, th- there's a chance, more likely that I will before you will, but, yeah. Because
4: I, I <laughs> Cause that won't be so stupid.
5: <laughs> well, God. that's a good point. Because <laughs> you're not going to be like, oh, I have a
4: sat phone with me. Remember, <laughs> I'm going. Oh, yeah.
5: He has a sat phone, by the way. Oh,
4: there you go. Well, he's, he's a captain, so he should.
5: He's, he actually has a lot of survival this type things. He's the only hard.
4: problem is, you know, that came down to where you, you guys had to start eating people. There's not a lot of meat on him. No. He won't provide you much no, nourishment. He
1: would totally eat me first. <laughs> <laughs> totally <Don't> eat me first. <laughs>
4: All right. What does that say about a relationship? I don't, I'm not even going there. I, I had ten <laughs> jokes like, I'm ready to fire, but I'll let it go. I will let it go. Well, uh, here at Kiss My Ash Radio, we like to give away stuff every week. And if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, which if you don't, you really should, at Kiss My Ash Radio. We post a social media word every Friday. If you hear this word, we're going to spend, send you a special five-pack of the Syndicato Maduro cigars. Oh. Yes. You can't even get those yet. Nope. So you'll get a five-pack of Syndicato Maduro if you hear the social media word. If you, and, uh, and give us a call at 877-960-9960. Also, the fine folks at Zykar, mm-hmm. one of our great sponsors and supporters of Kiss My Ash Radio, have been giving our fans and listeners prizes and products now for over two years. And their, pro- their products are guaranteed for life, folks. Can't find a finer instrument to cut or light your cigar. That's why I and, keep them everywhere. Was that? I keep them everywhere. There you go. And Lady M, one of the fine folks... Ooh, I like that set. One of the fine folks at Zycar giving away today.
5: This week, when you are the 10th caller after hearing this sound, you are going to go home with the Ultra Cutter Lighter, Lighter Combo um, set. This is like a little set... Um, what you I want to see her
4: explain this. Hold on, <laughs> this be good. No,
5: because I just pulled it out of the box. It's really cool. It's magnetic. It's really slim. The um, cutter is a super slim cutter. It's a silver set. Um, like I said, it magnets together. It's yes. really nice.
4: Yeah, the cutter the cutter sticks to the lighter, magnetizes, so you can carry it as one piece. Yeah. And then the cutter comes right off. And it is a single flame torch lighter. Great prize. So all they got to do is be the tenth caller when they hear that sound. You give us a call at 877. 960-9960.
6: And what is the retail value of this prize?
5: Retail value is over $70. Is that a guess or is that fact? That's
4: actually right. Wow. <laughs> threw it out there. Nicely <laughs> done. I was totally trying to see if I could get it. Was that a guess or did you be honest?
5: I know, I, you know how many prizes I've been doing for two <laughs> years now? I have a pretty good ballpark on so <laughs> these things. So you I
4: guessed. know. I know things. Come on. Admit
5: it. I didn't. Just admit I it. I know.
4: We won't laugh. Why does it
5: matter? Because I can tell by your face that you're lying. Yeah. See, so you guess. It was a good guess.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Don't give me
6: five
1: <laughs> Go wash your
4: hands, both of you. Somebody get some Perel over
1: here. Yes, yeah, so
5: we
4: need some Perel. We need some antiseptic. We have
5: sick and sicker here. <laughs> can I
4: get a lot of Perel? I <laughs> uh, can't believe how long it took us to fill up fantasy Famari. We got, what, 10,000 people following on Facebook? And it took us that long to fill up a season to get a free gift card, I think free money,
5: free money, free
4: money. Mm. And the best part about our fantasy football, you don't have to do nothing. You pick your cigars, we do all the work. You just sit back and watch the score. I, I do all the work. Well, all right. You don't you?
5: do. You calculate.
4: I calculate cigar all cigar t- sales. He calcul- pulls. He pulls the reports. It's work.
5: Yeah. And I'm not work.
4: Well, what? you get it together, and then you give it to him. Then he handles it. Yeah. Your yeah. job is all done. Not really. Well. We had three people miss the draft, right? Four, Four people miss the draft, but uh, they're gonna have their own little mini draft with the remaining cigars mm-hmm. in the league.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And we'll kick it off next week. I put here a lot knows. of fun stuff in there. You put some good sticks? I put some fun stuff. In there. See, It'll be interesting. I didn't see the league, but we'll look it, it over. It's funny because Did it's the you third have sheet with the breakdown yeah. of things in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's read them off. It, see it, where everybody's well, at. Well, yeah, I don't know if you want to read all 52. Oh, those no, no, are, no, those
5: are your teams in the Here, the,
4: here are the official from Famari teams for season three. We have the Bourbon Barbarians out of Ponce de Leon, Missouri. The Blazing Cajuns. Those guys are repeats, right? Blazing Cajuns trying to get a win here from Abbeville, Louisiana. T.G. Terror from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Burning Stogies from West Palm Beach, Florida, right here at home. Making, like, money-making Maduros from Newburgh, New York. Did he pick all Maduros? No. Mm, Smart guy. The Sound Experience in Delray Beach m from Newburgh, New York. Napoleon Complex, another Delray Beacher here in Florida. NYC Stogie Crew from New York City. The Meaty Clackers from Pleasanton, California. Long Ashers, Port Ritchie, Florida. The Underdog Rockets from Dallas, Texas. Another Port Ritchie, Florida with Cigar Carissa. Cigar Sexy, West Palm Beach. Jailhouse Jacks from Marlton, New Jersey. And finally, closing up Season 3... Colorado Blazers from Fort Collins, Colorado. And yeah, there's a stick. So it should be an interesting season. We'll see how that goes. Up ahead, we're going to see what's in the box. And right after that, 2004 WSOP winner, the Fossil Man,
0: Greg Raymer.
2: Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ass Radio. Yes, it's mandatory.
6: The Oliva Family. The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Melanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars.
0: Hey, cigar enthusiasts.
8: In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo León. Guillermo León is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the La Aurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo León Jiménez. For over 100 years, the La Aurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo León Signature Series cigars. Awarded a 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leone signature today.
9: This is Eric Espinosa. you listen to Kiss My Ass Radio. Everyone rates cigars but very few cigars can say that they have been the number one cigar in the free world. The Aging Room Quattro F55 Concerto is one such cigar. Ranked as the number two cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of 2013, the Aging Room Concerto features Dominican fillers and binders and is wrapped in an exquisite 10-year-old Sumatran wrapper. This medium-bodied, full flavored cigar is full of creamy sweetness, thyme, and time again. Aging Room Cigar Small Batches Limited Production Unlimited Enjoyment
10: The lovely lady I'm here I want to invite you to join me and the girls of Smoke Inn's Monte Cristo Lounge inside the prestigious PGA National Resort Enjoy your favorite cigar while relaxed in a comfortable lounge setting of plush leather chairs and flat screen TVs. Open daily and late night, Smoke Inn's Monte Cristo Lounge has a full walk-in humidor, full liquor service, and complimentary valet services provided. For more information on Smoke Inn's Monte Cristo Lounge at the PGA National Resort, visit www.smokein.com. Smoke In, continuing the cigar journey like no other.
3: I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no. It's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah. I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up The Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And The Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Uppman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pin-up models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase The Banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of The Banker by H. Upman.
10: Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease.
2: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady
11: M. A small cigar can change the world. I know I've done it frequently at parties where I've won all the guests' attention with my generosity, And hands
8: swabbed gentlemanly, bearing a little flaps in case anonymity.
4: How do you become petty? How do you know? I
5: don't know. Ev- I will be straight up. I do not know every single. But you know, one of he's of like
4: Tom Petty one of the most distinct voices in the music industry. Like I can hear Tom. I can hear some, never song I've ever heard of those, Tom Tra- Petty. those. But usually, if, even if you hear the traveling Wilburys, when, he's, when he. She's another traveling Wilburys. But I, I loved Volume One and Two. Yeah, great band. Well, great works. Great work. Yeah. Great artists. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on, George Harrison, George Harrison, Jeff Lynne, uh, Roy Orbison, yep. Tom Petty, Bob Dylan. What, what do you want? Oh. Legendary group. Yeah. By the way, that was so not Tom Petty.
5: <laughs> I know it wasn't. That right. was
4: Jethro Tull.
5: I know that that wasn't Tom Petty.
4: I'm sure you did. Yeah. Ouch. Do mm. you
5: guys not, can I not play your game too? <laughs> you don't think I can? No,
4: I don't think you can. Not at all.
6: <laughs> you're right, Tom
5: Petty does have one of the most distinct voices. That was not Tom Petty. I know that. You guys just think you you're so it? funny.
4: Are you buying it? I...
6: Oh, <laughs> are you, my, my are name, you wussing out? My name is Paul, and I I don't even... Well, you wussing gonna, out. Uh... I'm just trying to move it along because she's really just going to get into this orneriness and I don't want to have to deal with that for the next hour and 30 minutes. It's okay.
4: Oh yeah, I see it too. She's on the edge. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I am on the edge. Oops. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Quickly, quickly. Quickly, quickly. Let's see what's in the box. He's never once read the newspaper.
12: He regards voting as a complete waste of time. He's neither a cat nor a dog person. He is the most indifferent man in the world.
4: Okay, I guess we're not going to do what's in the box.
5: I, you said text Colin and tell him we're doing what's new in the humidor. I told him to
4: get the soundbar ready because we added that in, but it's mm-hmm. okay. Let's see what's new in the humidor. Adam K., the most uh, indifferent man in the world. What is new in the humidor? There is a lot of stuff because
6: right now we're hitting that key time of the year for uh, manufacturers <clears throat> where it's just after the
4: IPCPR. i tell you what's super new and gone. Uh, the bin number ones? Tatwai TAA. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that lasted about 30 seconds. Yeah.
5: Did that sell out immediately oh, last night?
4: Less day? than 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. All of it.
5: How many boxes?
4: Uh, we don't want to say, but it was a yeah. lot. Yeah. It was a few. But it was a lot. Shoot. And we have a partial shipment coming in hopefully at the end of next week. We could help out a couple guys who didn't get a chance to jump in on that. But yeah, Tatwai is out, folks. If you're a big Pete Johnson fan, uh, call your favorite tobacco and they see what you can do. Grab them while you can because these things are going to be gone. Uh, he produced less than he, ex- than he expected. Yep. He had to cut everybody's orders back. So, yeah, they will be gone fast. So what else is new?
6: Uh, there's, as I was saying, you know, it's that time of the year where everybody's finally gotten their production things down. They've gotten all their packaging in. So everybody's starting to get their new stuff out. So everybody's really starting to hit hard. Uh, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, which I said briefly, that's been very popular, a very new cigar from the guys who brought you the Concerto, the Number 2 cigar in the Free World from last year. The La Boheme Musica is also a new line from them. It's only currently in one size. It will eventually be four sizes, but that's another very good release from Raphael and uh, Hank Bischoff at Boutique Blends. The new Inch C99, it's from Ernesto Perez. It's off the original Inch series, but now in a Cri- uh, Criollo wrapper.
4: 99 like, Criollo, is that what it is? Exactly.
6: Clear. That's us. It's the C99. So if you're a big Inch fan, you also are looking for something in the medium profile, then not so much the natural to the full Maduro, this is a great change of pace for you. Uh, the Ditka Signatures, this is the new regular production Mike Ditka line that's available from uh, Camacho Cigars. It's in five sizes. It's available at your, normal re- your regular retailers. Of course, Coach is doing a very good job of getting everything out there.
4: I love um, that guy. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, he's to Chicago. I admired him. I respected him. Mm -hmm. He was awesome. After meeting him, I mean, I've met him a few times at trade shows. I've sitting here for three hours with him, talking with him and his wife. I love him that much more. Oh, yeah. He is awesome.
1: He's a nice guy.
4: Coach Dick, a great great guy. I saw a promo
6: come out this week for everybody's talking about the big matchup with the Bears and the Jets on Monday night. Mm -hmm. Because it's Monday night football, so the Bears people sent out this thing with just Ditka looking in the camera real rough and going,
4: Bear Down! That's the best. It,
6: it was. It, it he me scared
1: you. me. <laughs> While well, he was ride. here,
4: yeah, he scared me. Like his wife was looking to buy him a lighter. And, you know, he's busy talking to people. And I see his wife in the showcase. I see one of our mm-hmm. sales associates helping him out with a lighter. So I get up to start walking over there, and I'm going to tell my sales associate, "Just you know what, give it to him as a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, we appreciate him taking the time coming down here for the event. Yeah. This guy stood up. And he can't get up and down easy. He's got bad hips. Mm-hmm. He stood up at the top of his lungs shouted at me, you don't give her anything. You let her pay for it. She's got plenty of money. I got so scared. I'm like, okay, go. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Whatever you I want. Thought he, I
4: you. thought he was going to come and tackle me. Oh. I was serious. Oh, yeah. No problem. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, the new Fumé de Amour
6: from uh, our friend Dion over at Illusion is out. It's his new regular production line to complete with his original core line and the Empernés. That's there. There's going to be a couple other limited editions that he's coming up Uh, Push out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Probably more like
4: months.
6: (laughs) It's just kind of what happens. Uh, Also, the EPC five year anniversary to commemorate the fifth year anniversary of EPC being in business. If you're a big fan of his regular limited editions every year, this is a great one. They went back to the 10 count boxes. Last year was in 20s. So, those are also very popular and very limited. So, make sure you get those when you can find them. And there's probably more that I'm forgetting. Oh, there we go. A couple more things already off the top of my head. The new Chapter 2 Caputo from LaFleur to follow up to the original Chapter 1, which was a very popular release. The first one done by Tony Gomez. The guy
4: was smoking it last night, so it was phenomenal. Yeah,
6: that's also out. So a lot of great stuff. Make sure you stop by. Pick up great things from
4: your local yeah, tobacconist. Yeah, it's a great time to hit your local tobacconist. A lot of good stuff out there to try. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see what's in the box now for Cigar News this week. got
0: I'm going to open it. Don't
2: look at it. Oh, what's in the box? Let's ask honest Abe. Cigar
4: News. All right, talk about hitting the lottery. General Cigar hires Sam Lucia and acquires his brand. Richmond, Virginia, General Cigar Company has announced this week that they have hired Sam Lucia as cigar and blend specialist. God knows they need it. General Cigar has also acquired Lucia Tobacco Company. Cigar Brands. As part of the Foundry Tobacco Company, I will market and distribute the black, white, and luchador lines. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You want to talk about a guy who hit the lottery. Here's a guy who was a sales rep on the street selling cigars. Came up with a good idea. Let's make this pudgy little cigar called Nub. Went to Jose Oliva. They worked out some kind of deal. He started Nub slash Studio Tobacco. They had a falling out. He tries to come back in the cigar industry. Of course, gets hit with a lawsuit. Fast forward three or four years comes out with his own line, gets Taranio to distribute it, and within what, two years? Uh, it's not, barely been a year. Yeah. Yeah, not a year. a year. It's been a year and a half. And Taranio gets bought by General Cigars, and, you know, of course, you know, they need faces. They need personality there, so they hire him and acquire his brands. No. Congratulations, Sam Lucia <clears throat> Way to work the system. Eric Espinosa and the dojo. The dojo will be getting another great cigar made. This time it comes from Espinosa Premium Cigars, one of the larger supporters of the cigar-oriented social network. It's called Sensei's Sensational Sarsaparilla. I kind of like it. I've seen the packaging. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's pretty sharp. Old school. Yes. It's named after the soda that served as the origin of root beer. It's it's a half-inch cigar. Interesting. It's a belicoso. It's a 52-inch ring gauge Bellicoso that has a Nicaraguan San Andreas Maduro wrapper over an undisclosed blend of fillers, the cigar will be at $79 per bundle of 10 and available to Cigar Dojo members in November before being offered to the general public. Crown Heads new release. Crown Heads is set to have another exclusive blend, this time for Arrington Vineyards in Arrington, Tennessee. The aptly named Arrington Vineyards Double W, which stands for Whiskey and Wine, is a completely new blend composed of an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, along with binders and fillers from Nicaragua. The inspiration for the new 6x50 Toro is Arrington Vineyard's Antebellum Wine, which is aged for one year in oak wine barrels before being aged an additional six months in Tennessee whiskey barrels. And finally, Oliva goes big. Oliva cigars changed its mind. Turns out the Oliva Siri V Maduro Special 2014 will be a 6x60. Uh. It was originally said that it was going to be a double Robusto, the same 5x54 Vitola as last year's release, but now it will be much bigger. Emily, you like bigger, right?
5: Bigger is better.
4: Yes, you go. What is also known is that it will again use the same Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Nicaraguan fiddlers. And that's what's in the box. After the break, Greg Raymer, the Fossil Man, 2004 WSOP champion. Don't go anywhere.
2: Life, liberty and the pursuit of fine cigars.
13: You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Are you tired of all
12: the new cigars coming out? If so, forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic, Casa Magna. Ranked the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2008, Casa Magna delivers the same rich, bold flavors year after year and always at an affordable price. So the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of, just grab a Casa Magna and rest assured you've made the right decision. Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day,
6: year after year.
14: This is Iron Mike, Mike and I love just My Ash Radio.
8: This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601, Musielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory.
9: It's that time of year again. Oktoberfest 2014 almost here. And to celebrate, Quesada Cigars is set to release their seasonal Oktoberfest cigar. Made entirely of rich, flavorful Dominican tobaccos, the Quesada Oktoberfest is the only cigar on the market blended specifically to pair with a delicious beer. So grab a cold one and a Quesada Oktoberfest while you can because this exclusive cigar is available now, but for a limited time only. Quesada Oktoberfest. The perfect cigar to pair with beer. Welcome back to
2: Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
7: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash
4: Radio, broadcasting live from the Main Cigar Lounge, the world-famous Casse Monte Cristo cigar bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. Up ahead, we have a very special guest. I'm very excited. We have Greg Raymer, A.K.A. the Fossil Man, 2004 World Series of Poker champion. Greg, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio.
14: Hey, thank you so much.
4: Glad to be here. Oh, I'm super excited, my friend. Glad you were uh, able to give us a call. I know you were in town here in Palm Beach County a few weeks ago uh, playing the WSOP circuit. How'd that go for you?
14: Didn't make any money.
4: <laughs> you know what? It's a tragedy of the game. I'm going to tell you something. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I, I'm, I'm a poker player myself. You know, I, I believe I'm above average, decent player, but I don't know how you guys do it. Because psychologically, for me, it's the only activity, it's the only sport. I don't care if it's Uno, I don't care if it's golf, that constantly rewards stupidity on a regular basis.
14: Well, I wouldn't say it constantly rewards stupidity, but you know, certainly there is that short-term variance, and you know, someone can play their hand poorly and win. But the truth is, that's how the the Pros make all the money because other people play poorly.
4: I just see it happen so often, where people play poorly and you know, I mean, there's a suckout obviously, and it's called suck-out, But I just see it so often. It just you know, it's hard to keep your level cool and not go tilt sometimes, especially when it happens repeatedly. I mean, you go on these coolers and it's just devastating sometimes. Um oh, but that's
14: what you have to tell yourself. If uh, you know, if I'm going to put the chips in the pot and let's say on average I'm going to be a 60-40 favorite against all my opponents, um, if they play better, then you know, I'm only getting it in 55-45 on average or 51-49 or something like that, then my edge would be so small that the rake would uh, make me a losing player. So I have to look at every one of those times that, that, that happens where I get a bad beat and just say, I want him to play badly. Yeah. And if he starts playing well, then I can't make a living anymore. (laughs) How well said.
4: Tell us, Greg, how did you get into playing poker professionally?
14: Um, It was a series of kind of incidents. Um, You know, I played poker as a kid. I don't even remember where, you know, like high school or middle school or somewhere, I learned the rules. You know, like here's how you play stud and here's how you play draw and flush beats a straight, all that kind of stuff. But when I was in college, in my fraternity, maybe three or four times a year is all. We would play a poker game with literally everyone to go grab all their change. Nickels, yeah. dimes, quarters. And if Classic you, college. you know, made $20, you were the huge winner at the end of the night.
1: <laughs>
14: and then I was uh, going to grad school and law school at the University of Minnesota and started becoming a blackjack card counter at the tribal casinos up there. Oh. I would you know, go count cards, and I would play, and it was a perfect student job. You know, I averaged, like, $7 an hour, so it's not like it was huge money, but it was a lot better than you were going to get paid 20 years ago for, you know, like, any job you were going to get as a student part-time, and you could set your own hours. Nice. So I would, like, do it more often at the beginning of a semester, and then when it was time to start studying for finals and stuff, you would, you know, stop going completely, and... So it was a great job, but then when I finished law school finally and got a real job as an attorney in Chicago, I checked out the riverboats at the time, and the blackjack games really weren't beatable. I kind of stumbled into a poker game while looking for a blackjack game, played it just because, you know, I used to have fun with my buddies, and it was kind of like, oh, you know, man, there's so much stuff. You know, I didn't know all this stuff I didn't know. People are talking about pot odds, and I'm thinking, what's that?
1: Huh. Just
14: on a side note, which riverboat casinos did you go to? Say again? Just on
4: a side note, because I'm from Chicago myself, which riverboat casinos did you play?
14: Um, Well, there was no poker at the riverboat casinos. And I had checked out their blackjack games, and they really weren't beatable. Um, You know, they would do like eight decks, but then shuffle after four and stuff. So as a blackjack player, it was not a good game. Right. And someone had said, oh, I heard about these, like, charity casinos that happen all the time. Got it. And they have blackjack. And I got there, and the friend that had told me about that hadn't realized there's this $10 maximum bet rule. That's the most you could bet. So it's like, oh, well, I mean, this blackjack game is beatable, but since I can only bet $10 max, I'm not going to make much. So it wasn't worth my time. And they had poker games at these charity casino nights. And so there was this organization that would do, like, a different usually like a, like a hotel convention, you know, meeting room type thing. And they would just be at a different hotel around the suburbs of Chicago each night. And, you know, you'd get their schedule and know where to show up and they would have like three, six limit hold'em and Omaha high, low games. And that was fun. And thought, well, maybe I can make money doing this. Let's learn how to be a better poker player. Got some books at a used bookstore and uh, read those and, Just kind of, you know, I was, even though these players at at first instance, like, man, they know all these things I've never heard of, you know, it wasn't that long before I realized just how really bad they were at playing poker. (laughs) And uh, so I was still winning right from the beginning. And then I ended up later getting a better job in San Diego. And there was, you know, public poker rooms all over California that I could play in. And then I got a new job, again, in uh, Connecticut, working for Pfizer, but lived six miles from Foxwoods. And they nice. had this huge 40-odd table poker room at the time. So I was just able to always kind of, like, work my way up and started with these, like, 3-6 limit games. And by the time I won the main event, my main cash game at Foxwoods was a 75-150 mix game. Wow. So now you're talking a game where, like, winning or losing 5,000 in a night isn't that uncommon. Which, which book do you think you read helped you the most? Oh, there's no doubt. Um, when I went to that used bookstore the first time, they had three poker books. So I just bought them all. <laughs> and one of them was a it's a very entertaining book, but the advice in it is basically just weak tight. Just like wait for great hands and wait until you have a huge hand and then bet it. Yeah, and that was called The Education of a Poker Player by Herbert Yardley. And it was really an interesting book because this guy was kind of like Codebreaker breaker like in World War II and Cold War era. And so each chapter of his book would have like a little story, you know, of him like being undercover in Prague but finding a poker game and playing in it while he was there working as a spy. And then the end of the chapter would be like, you know, and hey, in Prague we played five-card draw, and so now here's my advice on, on that poker game. Um, so it was, a, it was a fun book to read, but, you know, and not bad advice for the games at that time. But it wasn't like going to make you a world class player to follow his advice because it was just playing weak and tight, um, waiting for huge hands and getting paid off by fish. Then there was another book called um, Poker According to Maverick, and it was basically written, you know, ghost written by someone. There's no named author on the book, but it was written as if by Brett Maverick of like the TV and movie show fame. God so played, played as if written God by or. that character. And that was, uh, you know, fun, but it was also kind of the same weak-tight advice as the uh, Yardley book. The third book was the one that even now today, if you said what's one poker book you should read, I would still recommend this as the one book. And that was the Theory of Poker by David Sklansky. The
1: Theory of Poker.
14: Wow! So that was the big book. That's it's a great book. I mean, it doesn't teach you like how to play hold'em or how to play stud or anything like that. He just goes through a variety of concepts that apply to all forms of poker. You know, so there's an extensive discussion of pot odds, implied odds, reverse implied odds. Um, you know, so there's all these various concepts in the book that are gonna help you play any kind of poker better. So it wouldn't matter if you're playing No Limit Hold 'em, which is runaway by far the most popular form um, in today's poker world, or if you, you know, were gonna play in a home game where they still played, you know, five card draw or seven-card stud or something like that, it's still going to be completely applicable and help you improve your game, because it's just the basic concepts that drive your poker decisions. Well, more with 2004 WSOP
4: champion Greg Raymer. Stick around and find out why they call him the Fossil Man.
2: Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com.
15: When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by
4: CLE Cigars. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Ciri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year, and Rob reports Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carillo. Pick up an E.P. Carillo at your nearest smoking location.
13: You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used
16: to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Carrojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. Hey, this is Kurt from 724 Cigars. We originated tobacco patina here on Kiss My Ash Radio.
9: Are you looking for a new out of the box, ready to smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles, and sizes to appease even the staunchest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small batch Dominican tobaccos, Boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro, Or the swag puro Dominican. Find the highly rated boutique blend cigars at your nearest tobacconist today.
2: Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I've worked long and hard to create a Cameroon cigar. We've been saving Cameroon wrappers for seven years to come up with the perfect cigar, the Vintage 2003. This cigar has a Cameroon wrapper from Africa. delivers a sweet taste, medium bodied, a ton of flavor, yet it's smooth on the palate. If you've never tried the Vintage 2003, Please go out and try one, because this Cameroon cigar is going to deliver everything you're seeking. Welcome back to Kiss My Ass Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
4: Welcome back to all our loyal listeners, libertarians and lovers of the leaf. On the show today, we have 2004 WSOP winner, Greg Raymer. Greg, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you. Uh, Greg, they call you the Fossil Man. Tell our listeners why they call you the Fossil Man. How did you come up with the idea and concept?
1: Well, I
14: didn't really come up with it as such. Um, When I was living in San Diego and playing poker in those rooms, my wife at one point had wanted to go to this gem and mineral show that was in town for like you know four day weekend or something, and she wanted to look at some gemstone things, some jewelry stuff, and so we went to this, and they also sell mineral samples and fossils and things of that sort, you know, any, anything you might dig out of the ground basically. And I had bought one of these fossils because it was really a good size and shape and everything for a card protector, and I thought it was kind of cool. It was really Quite inexpensive. Um, I went to play poker that night, and people were saying, "What is that? What is that? You know, that you got?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's this fossil. It's 300 million years old." And they were like, "Wow, that must be worth a fortune." And I was like, "Okay, you know, business opportunity." They all think it must be worth a lot of money, and it isn't very expensive. I went back the next day, bought some more of these fossils, took them to the poker room that night, and then very quickly just sold them to other people. For like five times what I was paying for them. Huh. So then I just kept going back to these rock and mineral shows, and I would buy different fossils that would make good card protectors. And I would then have them with me every time I went to the poker room, put several different ones out on the table around my chips, wait for someone to ask me about it, and then tell them what they were. And, you know, I'm like, oh, if you want to buy this one, it's 15, and that one's 60, and this one's 25, and so on. And I would usually sell about one her visit to the poker room maybe and uh, so the nickname came pretty naturally from that and now you I, am I
4: correct that if you get taken out of a game you sign one and give one to the person who takes you out
14: yeah if I get knocked out of a tournament then I will be using a fossil and I will take it you know ask you your full name and you know, make sure I spell it right sign it to you you know so you know to John Doe congrats you got me Greg Raymer, Fossil Man, and then, like, the name of the event, the date, and here you go.
4: Um, I actually had the and, pleasure of seeing one of your side fossils from a player who just happened to take you out when you were in town a couple weeks ago. Do you ever get a situation where the beat is so bad you just don't want to give him a fossil?
14: Well, there are times I'm kind of like, oh, my God, you, you know, you're kidding me,
1: <laughs> you know,
14: and it's like it almost feels like the guy doesn't deserve it, but the uh, only time I haven't given away the fossil was one time there was a well-known player who had commented previously when someone had asked about the fossils, and he was like, why would you want this dirty rock? And he's a very germophobic guy. Uh, so, like, honestly, I think he's like, oh, this is a rock. It's been in the ground. Like, I don't want to touch it. I don't want you to hand it to me. <laughs> and so he knocked me out of a tournament at a later occasion, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remembered this comment from before. I mean, you know, are you going to want this? And he's like, to be honest, I'm just going to, like, throw it away. He's like, oof. no, I don't. And I'm like, that's fine, you know. I mean, a couple of people at the table were like, oh, that, you know what, you know, I mean, Jesus, it's a nice gesture. You should take it, you know. And I'm like, no, 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 he's, he's being honest. He's not He's not insulting me. He just literally, you know, doesn't want this object. So fine, I'll, you know, save me a fossil. I'll use it again next time. Spooky. And one time there was this guy who was just a giant jerk, um, you know, substitute a more extreme word. I just don't want to get you in trouble with, the, <laughs> you know, SEC. Good. good call. Um <clears throat> You know, but he was just that kind of guy that thinks it's his duty at the poker table to piss everyone else off. Yeah. And I end up getting knocked out by this guy. And I am, you know, picking up my stuff, walking away from the table, saying, you know, to everyone. And very clearly, like, the way I was gesturing with my hands, excluding him. But, like, hey, all you guys have, have fun. Enjoy your game. Um, you know, good luck. But, you know, it was like kind of like pointing at everyone else, not him. And I've turned around and I started to walk away, and he's like, "Hey, I thought when I knocked you out, I'd win the fossil." And I was a few steps away, and I just turned around. I just like, douchebags don't get fossils. Nice. And the whole the whole table just busted a gut laughing. You know, I was just like, "Ah, you know, Raymer pwned you."
4: (laughs) (laughs) If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Greg Raymer, 2004 World Series of Poker champion. You mentioned about playing somebody notable. It, you know, I play in a regular game Wednesday and Friday nights with a lot of regulars, and I always got that one player I hate playing with, and he's my nemesis. I hate getting in hands with him. He always sucks out at me. He always makes the wrong call and wins. Do you have somebody that regularly that you play and, and you feel that that way about them?
14: Um, Not really. I mean, I'm traveling all over the country. I, I teach my Fossil Man poker training seminars, and so I get poker rooms all over the place to hire me to come in and teach, like, one of these full-day seminars for their customers. And and so I'm just really not seeing the same people often enough to ever develop a nemesis. Sure. Um, and even, like, when I go to the World Series every summer in Vegas, and, yeah, there's all the same people there, but there's thousands of them. So it's, it's hard to end up at the same table with someone very often. Got it. And there- so... It just doesn't doesn't work that way for me though I understand exactly what you're getting at <laughs> is there a player that you uh, really respect and why there's tons I mean basically anyone who's just a nice person at the table whether they're a great player or not then I respect them for that you know the the players I really respect the most it's not like oh I respect him because he's so skilled it's I really kind of save my respect for the guys that Behave well. That you know, there's a few players in particular that are exceptional. At this where like you could come up to this guy, chat with him, and if you didn't look at his stack, you would never have any idea whether he's winning or losing. Right. You know his attitude. I mean, a lot of us, and, and me too. I'm going to be a you know more outgoing, more animated, more exuberant when I'm winning. And I'm going to be a little more subdued. So, I mean, I don't become a jerk, but I'll probably become quieter, more subdued if I've been losing. And so if you know me, you're going to be able to tell by my demeanor to some extent whether I've probably been winning or losing recently at the table. But some of these guys, you know, you just, you can never tell. They're just the same, you know, friendly, happy guy, even if they've just been crushed in several consecutive pots. If you weren't
4: playing poker, Greg, what do
14: you think you'd be doing today? I'd still be a patent attorney. I was a biotech patent attorney for 12 years. And when I went deep in the main event that I won in 04, um, I wasn't entirely satisfied with my job. Um, you know, the basically the bureaucracy of working for a big company. Sure. And if I had finished, you know, fifth or something like that, I would have made a really nice payday. Um would have had a little bit of poker celebrity, but not a, a ton. And by now, I would be someone you would just wouldn't. I mean, because like the other guys who were at my final table who you know who didn't win, Dan Harrington was well known before. Sure. David Williams and Josh Aririer, you know David became well known from finishing second. Josh had a little bit of poker notoriety, and he's followed it up since then with other good results. So he has, you know some celebrity status in the poker world. But the other five guys, most people aren't gonna have a clue who that. Well, no, I'm sorry, Marcel Lusk. Was. You know, he finished tenth, so he wasn't officially at the final table. But like the other five guys, most people just aren't gonna remember anymore. And so, if I'd been one of them, I would have taken that extra money. I would have quit my job, but I wouldn't have become a poker pro. I would have become just an attorney, you know, working for myself. I would have become a private lawyer, and I would have. I lived in Connecticut, so I probably would have traveled up to the Boston area every now and then because they have a lot of biotech up there. And you know, found clients and gotten business and been working out of my home as a as a patent attorney. Greg, outside of obviously your pocket
4: eights at the championship game, what's one of the most memorable wins and one of the worst
14: beats that you could share with our listeners? No, the worst beat one's easy because the next year in 05, I ended up finishing 25th in the main event out of, like, 5,600 people. Solid. Finish. And I played a pot against this uh, kid, Aaron Kanner, where he had told me later he had just decided that, like, the next time Greg opens a pot pre-flop, I'm going to call. And no matter what the flop is, I'm going to call. And then no matter what the turn is, I'm going to bluff. So his, that was his plan, and they call that floating. You know, if you call with no hand, no draw, just because you think you can use that to set up a bluff on a That's later true. betting round. And the term floating didn't exist in 05, but it was a, the kind of play I might make on occasion, but I didn't plan it before the cards were dealt. Usually it was the kind of thing where, like, maybe you would do that continuation bet on the flop. You know, I had called your raise with a hand where I thought calling was correct, Sure. I didn't hit the flop, but when you bet, it felt to me like you might be weak yep. and that I could bluff you, and that I might float because now I, you know, people back then especially would be like, oh, well, he called me. He has to have something. Yep. You know, you can't bluff by calling. So as soon as you call, they're like, well, you either have a hand or a draw. And so now if you, you know, bet or raise on the turn when the draw didn't come, People then course. assume you must have actually had a real hand on the flop, like maybe you flopped three of a kind and you were trapping them by just calling. Sure. So it was a very effective play, but you wanted it to be in that circumstance where you had some live tells on the opponent and you felt he was weak. Aaron had just decided he was just going to do it the next time I opened for a raise. But by the time he went to bluff me on the turn, he had now picked up a flush draw. So when I re him all in... He felt like he had to call because he had two overcards and a flush draw. I had pocket kings, so his oh, overcards were no good. And he hit the runner-runner flush runner, runner, and uh, won this huge pot. If I win that hand, I have 10% of all the chips in play. Wow. And give myself like 15% chance of winning the whole tournament again. And I'd already had reporters asking me because I had such a big stat deep in the tournament. They are like, wow, yeah, I mean, if you win this again, does that mean you're the greatest poker player ever? hmm <laughs> And, of course, the answer was, like, of course, no. It doesn't, you know, two tournaments doesn't mean you're the greatest no matter what. But I understood that that's the kind of reaction I was going to get. And certainly when I was still representing PokerStars at the time, it would have been like, okay, let's renegotiate this deal. And I want a piece of the company. <laughs> the just have 2% of a company that just sold for $5 billion.
4: <laughs> Well, Well, listen, Greg, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Uh, it was great talking to you. Uh, hopefully, if you're ever in the Florida area, I hope to catch one of your seminars. And, um, and we wish you the best of luck the rest of the year.
14: Well, thanks so much. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to the guys at the uh, kennel club there, you know, about booking one of my seminars, and and they've always been like, ah, you know, we're not sure. And like, so feel free to tell them, like, hey, book Greg Raymer to come teach a seminar because I'm going to, you know, get a ticket and come come attend. Um, The more people they hear that from, the more likely it is they'll book the seminar and I'll be there. We actually know a few people
4: there. We will do that. Thank you. Greg Reamer, 2004 WSOP champion. Thank you very much. Wish you all the best of luck this year. Up ahead, Skip Martin of Roman Craft Tobacco.
2: You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely
1: Lady M.
15: Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. Buying a home is the
10: biggest investment you face. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Rath at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke.
0: It's no secret there's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers Rights page at thecigarstation.com.
17: This is Rick Ardito, Kiss My Ash Radio, was a jolly good time today. We brought donuts, we got to smoke cigars in the studio, and I'm not supposed to tell anybody.
12: In their Miami factory, Casa Fernandez makes the finest limited quantity cigars with Class 7 Cuban Master Rollers. Made in the USA, in the Cuban tradition. The chocolate bar, the Casa Fernandez Reserva Maduro Corona Extra 5x46 was a big hit at the 2013 IPCPR. The Miami-made Reserva Maduro was blended by our world-renowned Arsenio Ramos, proudly made in the U.S. with the world's best rollers and Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaves of tobacco.
2: Go. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio, with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
4: Welcome back to Hour 2 of Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm Steve B. with my gang Adam K, Hello. Hello. And the lovely Lady M. Doesn't even have her headset on and is shopping for furniture during the show. Did you find anything good?
5: What? can't hear you.
4: Put your headset on, you might hear me. Did you find any furniture?
5: can't hear you. What?
4: Ashley furniture? What? No? No.
5: No, I already purchased my furniture, yeah. I was just looking at the pictures. Looking at what? Pictures.
4: Pictures. Uh, good good interview. What a down to earth guy, huh? Oh yeah, very cool. Yeah, you know, one of our regulars who plays here, Eric Brewster, actually got a fossil from him, signed, took him out while he was in town. Unfortunately I heard he's been on a real bad cooler for a while now. Oh really? Yeah. But uh you know, some of these guys who win, I won't mention any names, are pretty much luck pots and haven't made a good living on. It. He's a pretty statistically solid player, you know, and uh wish him the best of luck this year, the rest of this year and next year. And the years to come is why not? Exactly. Okay. okay it's a game you can play until,
6: as long as you can sit in a chair, you can still play.
4: Chip in a chair. Oh, yeah. All right. Every week, we like to invite uh, someone to be on what I consider my favorite part of the show.
19: I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell.
2: It's time
4: to meet your maker. All right. This week, special guest of our Meet Your Maker segment, we have Skip Martin of Roma Craft Tobacco. Skip, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio.
19: Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Man, it's early for me. We, <laughs> I, you don't usually see uh, 7.30 in the morning when you're uh, visiting into El Suenio. <laughs> well, that's part of radio.
4: Skip, tell us a little <laughs> bit about the history of Roma Craft Tobacco.
19: Um... Yeah, so my company, Romacraft, uh, the, the row is for Michael Rosales and, uh, Skip Martin. I'm the other half. Uh, we started about three years ago, uh, three and a half years ago, making, uh, to, 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 make the, uh, cro brand. Uh, so my partner and I, um, started pretty small, um, and, and just have grown it from there.
4: What were you guys doing before you decided, hey, let's make a cigar and get in the cigar industry?
19: Well, uh, my background is in. Um, I'm just. I'm a, a businessman. I was. I was working for a large tech company. Um, I had a. I had had a small retail shop that I was a partner in in um, Galveston, Texas, that had uh, gotten uh, taken out by Hurricane Ike back in 2008. And uh, I was looking to get back into the back into the uh, uh, retail business in Austin, Texas, closer to my house, and uh, was looking to make a, a a private label for the shop. And Mike Rizales, uh was a small brand owner making cigars out of Costa Rica, and so we uh, started working together. And you know, one thing led to another, and we uh, found ourselves in. in uh, Making cigars.
4: Oh, interesting. What what uh, what do you feel is the most important process
19: in making cigars? I think. I mean, obviously, I think the tobacco is, is everything centered around the tobacco. If you uh, if you know if, you, if you're a brilliant marketer, if you're a you know a really sharp business guy with a lot of capital, um, great relationships in the market, and, and you can't uh, find consistently find great tobacco and, and, and good people to uh to uh put it all together I think uh, you're going to have a lot of challenges in in this market it's pretty competitive uh so you know likewise if you have a really uh, great cigar that you can make consistently you know it can cover up a lot of other errors as well uh, I think we're pretty fortunate um, that we that we have a great team uh I also own half of uh, Nico and and SRI uh, we operate a factory there, uh, it's a very small factory, make less than a million cigars a year. I have a partner named Esteban Diesel who's uh, had a long history in, in making cigars. So um, I think you know, combined between you know Mike's experience on the the, the sales and marketing side on the U.S. and uh, my partner in Nicaragua's uh, experience with tobacco, uh, and the fact that we've been really patient and how we grow, and um, you know, really curated our brands really well, uh, we've, we've been pretty successful.
5: So when you mentioned Costa Rica and Nicaragua, are these two completely different companies? or?
19: Yeah, so Mike had a company called Adrian's uh, that, that was a, uh, just a brand, a small brand in the United States that was having cigars made by a small factory in Costa Rica. Um, we still make uh, some cigars in that factory, uh, under the Roma Craft uh, company that we sell uh, through some old channels that Mike had before we got together, but the Adrian's brand we actually don't make anymore. So uh, we we make these cigars uh, in Costa Rica. Actually, another factory makes them for us. They're primarily sold to Indian reservations in in uh, Oklahoma because those were the big. Uh, so that was really the big. Um, moneymaker maker in that company, so we've kind of kept that going, uh, but moved it under the Roma Craft uh, uh, company. But Roma Craft uh, primarily makes cigars with my company in Nicar- Nicaragua called You Know Nicosueno, and uh, that's the Cro-Magnon brand, the, the Cro-Magnon, the Intemperance, and the Craft, and the Neanderthal.
6: Now, as someone who makes cigars in two different countries, what is it do you feel? Really helps as having a wide array of factories making products for you. How does that give you a difference or a leg up on maybe other people who are just using one factory in one country?
19: Well, I think I mean I think there's good, good examples of both. I mean I think uh, if you take if you, if you take someone um, like a good example maybe would be Alan Rubin who's making a lot the super majority of the cigars. Um, well, I guess it's, I can't even say that's not even true anymore, but, um, I, I think, I think when you're a brand owner, I mean, we happen to, everything that we sell under Roma, uh, in the U S marketplace with a brand uh, outside of these bundled cigars we sell that are kind of a legacy business, uh, we make ourselves. So, um, I think, you know, there are large brands that, that make cigars in a, a number of factories and I think it just adds diversity to their brand. Um, if you're going to have to maintain relationships with a factory that is isn't your own, um, I think the competencies you have to do that. Um, you also have to, to work with other factories as well. So, I think that, you know, people like Alan now is working with Placencia and Racing's Cubana and, and their, you know, other brand owners that make cigars in more than one factory. I think, uh, in their lines, they have a lot more diversity. Because they're, they're seeing, I think every factory has, its own signature you can give the same tobacco to two different factories next door to each other and and you and give them the same blend and you would come out with two different cigars so i think um, having product in more than one factory probably gives you a lot more diversity in, your, in of, your flavor profiles
6: i think a lot of people would say that because when you give me a cigar made by hanky kelner perhaps i can usually tell right away this is definitely something made by hanky per interesting
4: per se um, Skip, can you tell us, the listeners, give us a little breakdown of the different, yeah, we see three cigars here online, the Aquatine, the uh, Cro-Magnon, and the Temperance. Can you give us a little bit of what the difference between the three lines is?
19: Yeah, we really have, um, until this year, we only had two core lines. We have Cro-Magnon, and Cro-Magnon comes in two uh, wrapper varieties, uh, Ecuador, Havana, Lajero, which is called Cro-Magnon, Aquatine. And the U.S. Connecticut Broadleafs Maduro, which is just the core core magnet line. Um, Intemperance, and and that, that line of cigars is the exact same filler, um, blend, same binder, with just two different wrappers, um, with the Aquitaine moniker to differentiate the two. On the Intemperance side, we have Intemperance, uh, EC18, which is, uh, Ecuador, Connecticut, and then we have the Intemperance BA Brazil Atapaca, Twenty-one. Those are two completely different blends under the same uh, mark. This year we came out with a new core line cigar uh, called Neanderthal uh, at the trade show, which uh, should release in December. And that's that's a San Andreas, a Mexican San Andreas cigar, a very strong cigar. Uh, comes in one size. And then every year we we also have another brand uh, that we manufacture cigars under um, called Craft. And every year, it's it's kind of our limited edition cigar that comes out under that that, that banner.
4: Interesting, very nice. Um, do you feel how, how was, in your opinion, the uh, trade show this year for your company? Um,
19: I mean, our company is fairly new, right? Um, we have less than three hundred accounts. Um, you know, our our business is very is is not demand-driven. What I mean by that is, you know, one model for cigar companies is to go out and advertise, you know, get a sales force or brokers and visit a number of stores and, you know, interest people in the brand and, and, and write orders and then send those back to the factory. And then the factory, you know, works to figure out how to meet that demand. Um, and, you know, that works for a lot of companies. I think our brand, we, we, when we looked at the history of, the modern history of making cigars and the companies that were successful. The companies that seem to be the most successful are the ones um, that grew kind of organically and slowly. Um, Padron is a, is a great example of the floor where you came into the market with a small offering. Um, it was really driven by the tobacco. Um, you find the tobacco that's, that meets the requirements you have for your for your blends. You either buy as much as you can afford, which is where we were in the beginning, or you buy uh, as much as available, which is kind of where we are now. And then you decide how many cigars you can make from that tobacco, and then you go and drive only enough demand in the best places for your business to sell that number of cigars. So for us, the trade show is really about, uh, primarily about, uh, because we don't have salespeople, we don't have brokers, uh, we, we don't really advertise um we it's just Mike and I, so uh the sales you know, the, the trade show for us is primarily an opportunity for us to not have to buy, you know, two hundred tickets to see two hundred retailers, right? Good, so good,
4: valid point. Uh more with skip value so, of Roma yeah. Craft Tobacco right after this.
2: Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory.
11: Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill.
16: And again, so does growing the perfect beer. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's board of the bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations.
3: Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none
16: in construction.
3: Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoking locations.
17: Hey, hey, this is Eddie Dega. Oh, oh, are we on? Hey, are we on? Are we off? Are we ready? Are we off or are we on?
12: Casa Fernandez has done it again. Following the breakout success of the JFR 770, Eduardo Fernandez has transformed the way you look at the everyday cigar. At four and a half inches and a 46 ring gauge, the JFR Jr. has taken all the flavor of a Nicaraguan Puro at an incredible value and balanced it perfectly into an enjoyable everyday Corona. Made exclusively at the Casa Fernandez Nicaraguan Esteli factory, the JFR Jr. will be sure to please the palate of even the most staunch aficionado. Don't wait. Make sure to pick up the Casa Fernandez JFR Jr. at your local tobacconist today.
9: Everyone rates cigars, but very few cigars can say that they have been the number one cigar in the free world. The Aging Room Quattro F55 Concerto is one such cigar. Ranked as the number two cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of 2013, the Aging Room Concerto features Dominican fillers and binders and is wrapped in an exquisite 10-year-old Sumatian wrapper. This medium-bodied, full-flavored cigar is full of creamy sweetness time and time again. Aging Room Cigar, small batches, limited
4: Radio. I'm your host, Nas Dave, with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely lady. And speaking of the Brewmeister, it's pretty much a good beer month for you now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why, you, oh. why is a big smile on your face? Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year.
6: It's
5: October.
4: It's, it's Christmas for Adam K. It
6: oh, yes. really
5: is.
4: Yeah. Uh,
6: actually, I've got a Oktoberfest-style brew that'll hopefully be ready middle of October. Oktoberfest what? I've got an Oktoberfest-style
1: He's it's brewing a, his it's, own
6: a, beer. it's a German Marzahn, and it should be ready mid-October. Very neat. Now, so what, give me an idea.
4: What's your favorite Oktoberfest beer? Oh,
6: well, it, I'm definitely a non-pumpkin guy because I'm not a big fan of the pumpkins. So
5: there's a lot of
1: pumpkin yeah. everything yeah. The, out right uh, now.
6: The Sam Adams Oktoberfest is a great one. The Sierra Nevada's <laughs> October. Um, it's not called the Oktoberfest. It's the Fall. The Sierra Nevada Fall is also a great in the same kind of a style. Those are the two big ones. Um it's Shiner. Yeah, makes that, a good one. yeah sh- well I've had a bad experience with Shiner. Who's that? Uh, Colin? <laughs> no, that was uh, Skip. Skip oh. was saying he likes the Shiner. Be- being from Texas, you have
19: to say Shiner though, right? Well yeah, you gotta be a Dallas Cowboy fan, the Shiner, you know, you gotta be a homer, right? Absolutely. For
4: those of you just <laughs> joining us, we have Skip Martin of Roma Craft tonight. joining us at show Shredo for our Meet Your Makers segment. Skip, are you a big beer fan?
19: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably more of a bourbon guy, but uh, a really good friend of mine owns a, We're well, not a really good he's not a, he's a good friend of mine. He owns a, a brewery in Austin called Jester King. So, as we got started in the cigar business, it's real interesting, the parallels between the two. Sure. Well, you and the Brewmeister should get along great. He's a
4: bourbon and beer guy himself.
19: Absolutely.
4: (laughs) What's your favorite bourbon?
19: Booker's, Pretty much hand down. That's
4: that's smart. Interesting. Very nice. If I had to ask you to name a favorite, what would it be?
19: Well, that's a long kind of a...
6: How much time do we have?
4: Just pick one.
6: (laughs) All right. My new favorite is uh, Calumet from Kentucky. It's... uh, Twice refined, it's got a little. It's got a 70% corn rather than the normal 60% corn to be a true bourbon. Uh, it's made at the. Uh, it's named after the guy who owns the brewery, owns Calumet Farms. They've got the most winning horses ever in Kentucky. It's extremely smooth. It's a fantastic everyday
4: bourbon. Well, very nice. All right, on back to uh, Skip Martin and his company Romacraft Tobacco. Uh, Skip, we understand there's an interesting story behind
19: the name in Temperance A W S Four. The AWS four, yeah. Uh so the technically the name it's well so first of all that cigar is a a size that we do in our normal blend um, that's specifically made for one retailer. That particular one is made for uh um, cigar hustler out of Florida. And uh the name of the cigar technically is the Archibald uh, W Skeet the Fourth. Which, uh, is a character we made up that it's kind of like Forrest Gump growing up through the Prohibition era. And, uh, All right. but, but what it really means, <laughs> what it really is, is it's the Oski skeet, 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 skeet. But most, most people don't know that we, uh, a guy named Spencer Drake, who's a sales rep for, for, at the time was the national sales rep for AJ, uh, and I were driving to an event somewhere in the middle of Kansas, hungover and, it would be nice to name a cigar "Oski Ski Ski Ski." So we did. Interesting.
4: Listen, you know, being a new company in the industry, how's your stance in the company feel about all
19: the current stuff that's going on with the FDA? You know, I, I the, mo- the I think the most deception, you know, or decepcionado, or the most um, disappointing thing about it. Is uh, is the, is the fact that as an industry, even though I think we've done a pretty decent job of responding to it, um, probably not as good as, as other industries that, you know, you would compare us to in terms of fighting legislation, but it, it seems to me like there's a, the most disappointing thing is how our companies have divided along a, a different kind of lines of, of, of where we are as companies and then uh, tried to carve the law out as an anti-competitive behavior. Um, instead of really just fighting it on principle. Yeah. And I guess it's, that's what a company owner has to do for, the, for their stakeholders. But, um, I mean, for me, you know, I feel like we're kind of like a small, we're like a speedboat. Um, we own our own factory. We have a lot of inventory of tobacco. We have a lot of inventory of finished cigars. We don't make flavored cigars. Um, we sell our cigars at a pretty fair price uh, for, for the value for what you get right now. Uh, because we're lean and we pass it on in the price. So I feel like, you know, whatever change comes down the pike, if anyone's going to be able to to respond to it, um, we're in a pretty good position to respond to it. You know, we've been keeping a close eye on it. Um, I don't feel like, I mean, I feel like, you know, we kind of got ourselves in this situation as as an industry uh, when they started outlawing Cretech and then we started making, um, you know, clove cigars and then when they, you know, outlawed, when they started changing taxes on... Cigarettes, and we sort of, you know, as an industry making cigarettes that we call cigars. Sure. Uh, we were kind of, you know, heading into this situation. So, um, I mean, I, I, hopefully, the, the big thing is uncertainty. So, I, I wish the process worked faster, uh, more effectively, so that, you know, you can just find out what it's going to be, so you as a business, you can react to it. I, I mean, it is what it is, right? So, yeah.
4: I find it very sad that in the business of selling a legal product to mature adults, that my biggest antagonist every day to me, you know, making a living and providing a livelihood for my family is my own government.
19: Yeah, I think, I mean, really, if, if you look behind the curtain a little bit, the real, the real antagonist is, you know, the, the busybody, intolerant, you know, fellow citizens. Who contribute and drive legislation? Who contribute to organizations, you know, special special interest organizations that then go to the government fight. If those busybodies weren't out there, you know, your neighbor, your, you know, your aunt, then you know the government wouldn't be involved. uh, I don't think. I think you know they prop up these, uh, these boogeymen in order to, you know, generate their own interests. I mean, it happens at the city council level every single day. It happens um, at the state level and. You know, obviously, it's happened at the federal level too. So, you know, I, I don't view the the government as, a big, as this big, you know, evil thing. I just I feel like it's a representation of what's going on in society. You know, I, I was walking on the street the other day with a with an unlit cigar in my mouth, and this woman and her daughter, you know, had this immediate physical reaction, holding their sure. nose and talking about how much it smelled, and just by seeing the cigar in my mouth when it wasn't even lit. So, I mean. I think that's what is generating this, you know, kind of antagonism in the government is that kind of reaction from people about tobacco. Happens Ignorance, all the time.
4: Really. Happens all the time. Listen, yeah. Skip, thank you for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio. Wish you and your company the best. Uh, check out Roma Craft at their website, c.com. Check them out. Find out more about their brands and where you could try your Roma Craft cigar. Thank you, Skip Martin.
19: You're welcome. Thank
4: you, guys. All right, folks. Up ahead, we're going to have Dr. Joe and Amy Elton, survival experts, going to tell you stuff that anybody will need to know should you be stranded on an island with a FedEx package and nothing to do. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Life,
2: liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio.
10: Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Rath at 561 691 5941. Again, that's 561 691 5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke.
17: The sword, a symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo. Inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers. Celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities. Blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros. Crafted by the renowned Plasencia family with vintage aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich. Majestic. Complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo, a cigar of pure taste and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today and visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
8: With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5x48 number 6 to the newly released 6x60. Six available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Old
11: I am Matt Booth from Room 101, aka Swanky White, Swank Dog 3000. Oh, yeah, my mom's real proud, and you're listening to Kiss My
0: Ash Radio. Here's a troubling fact Your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is under siege by some form of smoking ban in every state in the Union, and federal S chip legislation has increased taxes on cigars by over 52%. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is your voice across all levels of government, federal, state, and local in this great nation. Let your voice be heard. Join CRA for $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member.
2: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
5: Down,
1: gonna roll back down, gonna turn around. So bad. You know,
4: the
6: worst part is we're in the. Car yesterday, going to the meeting, and she's like, Oh, we gotta play Tom Petty, I gotta play Tom Petty, and she's just singing along. I'm like, You have no idea what the words are, do you? How did you not just jump
4: out of the moving car? I thought about it a couple times.
5: It's called a Mundagrin. When you make up your own lyrics to words or misinterpret them, and, and she sing. would
6: know that. because, Well, I taught her that yesterday. <laughs>
5: it's called a Mundagrin. No, no.
6: Mondegrin. Mondegrin,
5: mondegrin. mondegrin.
4: Oh, lovely, lovely. You're
6: going to
5: get so many videos later.
4: Uh, We got a congratulations going out to somebody. Nobody, I ain't going to say it. I'll save it to the end of the show. But big congratulations. We have a Zycar winner. Our uh, Zykar winner is Phil Panzarino. The Massapequa. I like saying that. Massapequa. Massapequa. New York City. I wonder where that is. Phil, congratulations. You won a wonderful set from Zycar. We hope you enjoy it. Light and cut many fine cigars with it. Up ahead, taking a trip, plan on going camping, going to do a trek in the woods. We have two people, Dr. Joe and Amy Alton, who are survival experts, who will help you maybe in that moment of need figure out what you need to do to survive. Dr.
11: Joe and Amy, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio.
7: Hey, nice to be here. How are you guys doing? Yeah, glad to
11: be here. We haven't gotten a uh, uh, such a. Cheer, you know, we, we so many a, cheers.
7: You've uh, got a live audience I can see. I
4: think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Now, I just need to start off by saying, what made you decide to be survival
11: experts? Well, you know what? Very simply, we saw that uh, what was happening in terms of uh, the our medical response to Hurricane Katrina back in 2005 was really very deficient. We found that a lot of the medical personnel that wound up there couldn't get to the people that they were trying to get to because of the flooding and and, uh, the loss of electricity. And so what happens is we figured out that there are a lot of circumstances where medical help may just not be on the way when you need it, and that you, the average person, might wind up being the end of the line with regards to your family's health. So we started writing about that and... uh, turned into a a book and a a website now at uh, doomandbloom.net where we have like over 500 articles on medical preparedness.
7: Which then turned into traveling and teaching classes and turned into creating medical kits because people said, hey, you guys know what you're doing, make us a medical kit, which now has turned into we just uh, produced a board game. Wow! On survival. <laughs> yeah, so
6: we're all over the place Crazy. now. <laughs> so so when, when you guys see a show like Man vs. Wild or Bear Grylls... Or, or
5: Naked and Afraid.
6: Or something like that, um, yeah, you just look at this and go, man, these people are full of crap?
7: <laughs> well, yeah. I,
6: th- I, I have
11: to say that... Are
7: you, you do your opinion first, honey. <laughs> <laughs> my, my opinion is
11: it, 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 it's, very, it's very simple. There is no way that liability, modern liability issues... Do, will allow any of these people to really get hurt in any significant way. That When people look like they're alone, like you'll see in Dual Survival and Naked and Afraid, they're not alone. There's somebody behind the camera, and that person has one or two assistants that, that are there with a the medical kit, that are there with food and water. A way uh, to
7: get out, right, satellite right. radios. Yeah, they've got. Let me tell you, those people aren't sleeping out under the stars. They're sleeping in very nice tents. I mean, we're we're talking about stars here. Okay, stars are not going to sleep in a sleeping bag or on the ground. They're going to have a tent set up, and they're going to have someone making their food and bringing them their water. So it's all about okay. it's all about the yeah. entertainment.
11: Right, but I just want to also say that we met two of the naked and afraid
7: uh, oh, yeah. contestants
11: or last stars weekend. or whatever you want to call them last, last weekend, and believe me, you're not missing anything under those blurred squares <laughs> in front of your body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny.
4: So, uh, Doctor, uh, the Wizard of Oz has been revealed behind the curtain. The Medevac is yes. right around the corner. I'm pretty sure. There you go. Yep. Exactly. Now, do you do you do you get people who come up and ask you the strangest questions? I mean, what's the weirdest <laughs> oh. question you've had where someone said, "Hey, what do I do in this scenario?" And you're saying to yourself, "How could you ever be in that scenario?"
7: Oh, oh, my, my, favorite. Uh, You know, because, of course, everyone asks us about medicals. One of my favorites is, how do I do a blood transfusion in a survival situation? (laughs) I'm not kidding. And I have to look at them like they have four eyes and, like... Seriously, a blood transfusion? That's what you're worried about. <laughs> like, like, just forget it, dude. If someone needs a, a blood transfusion, they're out of here. Just kiss them goodbye, hold their hand, and, you know, <laughs> say prayer. Say your uh, prayer.
4: Uh, <laughs> I love these guys. Uh,
11: <laughs> oh my God. Uh, on my end, somebody actually asked me what do I do if somebody in my party gets shot in the head? <laughs> <laughs> I, Clean up aisle two. Say,
1: say, yeah,
11: say, save up the brains uh, because there might be zombies on the way. Eliminated. Now Speaking of zombies, I ha- it's one of my uh, questions I have to ask.
4: Has anybody came to you honestly and said how can they prep themselves for a zombie apocalypse?
11: Well, absolutely. Uh, there are people that really believe that this kind of stuff can happen. Uh, uh, they're few and far between. Most of the people that uh, we talk to, or they just want to prepare for the next hurricane, or they want to prepare for other disasters that, that can occur, epidemics, things like that. But, uh, you know, we've had people concerned about that, and we tell them... Uh, you know, make sure you get the best running shoes available, and uh, <laughs> actually, you never know. Make I mean, sure they, could be, wait, they could be they could be fast wait. fast zombies or slow wait, zombies. Make you never sure
7: you, know. Make sure you run faster than everyone else in your group.
11: Yeah, that's all you have to do. Yeah, be this, <laughs> don't <laughs> be the <laughs> slowest
4: one in the pack. You're right. Exactly. Yeah.
7: exactly. Like, I'm kind of you know, torn up with few,
4: two different zombies. Survival. You know you got the zombies from the old days that, you know, you could outrun, like, at, at child speed. Then you got the ones from, like, World War Z, man, which are freaky and hunt you down, like, at 90 miles an hour.
5: Yeah.
7: So. Yeah, that, wow. that was, I, I, you know, I hope there's never some strange virus that turns people into zombies that actually can run like that, because we're all screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
11: you mean Brad Pitt's not going to save us? Oh. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Brad Pitt could even take a shower by himself. <laughs> wow. I love these guys. You guys belong on this I mean that in the nicest possible way. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure Brad
1: we're, Pitt we're has our- a
4: lot of people to help him shower when he wants. So, there you go. <laughs> but back to
6: the real, true survival ideas. What is the best single piece of advice you can actually give to someone if they're in some type of a scenario where they need to attempt to survive of their own fruition?
11: Well, let's see. It depends on the scenario. Are You guys uh, uh, You guys are in South Florida, right? Yes. yes. All right. So uh, I would guess hurricanes would be a, a big issue. Of course, you want to have shelter. The good news is that homes that are relatively new in South Florida, when I say new, I mean after uh, Hurricane Andrew uh, in 92, uh, they changed the uh, code so that now these uh, new homes have to be able to withstand 125 mile an hour winds, so that's that that's correct. pretty good. So you need shelter, of course. You need food and water, and uh, you, you know if if you see if you've been through a hurricane down here, you know that the the supermarket shelves they empty out really early. So you you should always have a couple of weeks worth of food. Most people have about three days worth of food in their their pantries, but you know get a couple of weeks worth because you're Very likely to be a week or two without electricity. My wife will starve. (laughs) She shops every day, day to
4: day. We'd we'd be dead.
11: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, actually they do that in Europe too. And uh, you know, between you and I, I mean, that is anti-preparedness plan. So you know, you really should have a couple of weeks worth of food. Uh, You know, we have you know more much more, as you can imagine. But uh, you want to be able to be. Ready for whatever happens. Now, of course, hurricanes are one of the few disasters you actually have significant amount of lead time in terms of warning. So, sure. uh, you know, don't don't be, you know, don't be brave. I mean, get out of dodge if if you can, if it's going to be a significant hurricane, uh, and and you and you have somewhere to go because that's going to be the safest bet. I see so many people, Hurricane Sandy and Hurricane Irene uh, on the East Coast. Um, A few years ago There were people that were dying That died as a result of Just wanting to hang outside In the hurricane so that they can take photos Doctor, I call that Darwinism yeah, 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 but, yeah right. You're right. Or, They're
7: or not... wait, the ones that say, "Oh, it's flooded outside, and and maybe there's some electrical lines down. So this might be a really good time to go splash around in my yard. Yeah,
11: or take pictures, or, of or, the, or walk, take pictures of the pretty spark. You know,
7: and they end up getting <laughs> electrocuted, and everyone's so horrified. Seriously? But you're you're right. Like, duh. Yeah.
4: All right. So listen, I'll, I'd like to, docs, I'd like to throw some scenarios at you and see what advice you give. Sure. All right. Being here in South Florida, okay. Let's say you get bitten by a shark and you're 50 yards
11: offshore and losing blood. What do you do? You, if you get bitten by a shark, most of the time they, when a, bar, a shark bites you, most of the time it's a mistake on their part, and you know, they they mistook you for something that they normally eat, and they'll bite bite you. I guess they feel that if you're not the right consistency and they usually usually go away you have to try to do your best to to just swim uh, swim to shore yell if you can so you can get other people's attention yeah, yeah I mean the bottom line with this is that you should never be swimming in murky water you should never or, or any situation where a shark could mistake you for for its natural food and you definitely should never be uh, I, I don't think you should ever be out in the water alone i've seen you know all these Iron men you know Swimming along the the, the uh, ocean, uh, uh, you know, 50 yards, 100 yards, 150 yards from shore, but I think that's that's an unwise move. I mean, even still, it's just unusual for shark fights to occur. They you'll, you'll read you'll always read about them, but a lot more people die from uh, a, a lot of other things. There are probably sure. more deaths from lightning strikes. In the U.S. than there are from shark attacks. That's I,
4: I would assume the two keyest points here is not so much what to do, but prevention
11: and basically keeping
4: your head cool if you're put in a situation.
11: Absolutely, I do. I have read people that have gotten shark that have been bitten by a shark that they they feel a lot of pressure, may feel pain for a short for, for a moment, but after that, they really I don't know. Maybe the nerves are cut and. And they're they're sort of numb. So if they can keep their head about about them, and they, and if the shark decides that it didn't like the taste of them, then I think they have a good ch- they have a chance of getting back to shore. It just depends what arteries have been. Uh, severed as a result of the bite.
7: Right, and of course, once they get to the shore, and hopefully there's some other people, compression is number one to stop bleeding. If you can put something between your hand and the wound, uh, a T-shirt, a pair of pants, even even socks, underwear, any any material whatsoever is fine. You're not worried about cleanliness of the material. So grab anything, a towel, put that on the wound, put compression on. If it looks like it's uh, you know a, a part of a leg has been removed or an arm, you may have to maybe attempt to put a, a, makeshift, a, a tourniquet. makeshift tourniquet above wow. the wound. Right,
11: and the way you would do that is very simply uh, either get a get a strip of a t-shirt or, or a belt, either tighten it as, as as much as you can. If you if you have a bandana, let's say you wrap that around the uh, uh, two to four inches above the level of the amputation and then tie it down once, then put a stick, a pencil, a pen, you know, any, anything that's, that's solid like a, that would be like a bar, and, and tie that with a knot on top of that, and then twist it.
7: You want to tighten that up as much as possible. Um, you want to tighten it, and you're going to have to hold it because you can't let go of it, or it'll just untwist. You're going to hold that until the bleeding stops. You're no, going to hold, once, once you've twisted it enough, <laughs> the bleeding stops. Now, this is going to be very painful for the conscious patient. They're not going to be happy with what you're doing, but you don't care. You are trying to save their lives and trying to stabilize them until the rescue can get there and take over.
4: Well, to all listeners out there, uh, Dr. Joe and Amy Alton, visit them on their website. Check them out at www.doomandbloom.net. And as I understand, you also have a podcast out there, Dr. Bones Podcast, is that correct, on YouTube?
11: Yeah, it's called uh, The Survival Medicine Hour, and uh, our book is uh, the number one Amazon bestseller in survival skills and safety first aid, Thus, Survival Medicine. You can find it on Amazon. Very cool. Thanks a lot, guys. You
4: guys have been great. You guys are great. All right. Thanks well, for having man. us. Absolutely. Thank you. Right. Great advice. Interesting mm-hmm. people, man. Yeah. Nice. All right. Up ahead, we're going to see who belongs once again in an insane, an insane hmm. asylum. Uh, courtesy of CLE and uh, Asylum Cigars. And uh, the last uh, closing segment of Kiss My Ash Radio. Don't go anywhere.
2: Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at
9: KissMyAshRadio.com. Are you looking for a new out-of-the-box, ready-to-smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles, and sizes to appease even the staunchest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small batch Dominican tobaccos, boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro or the swag puro dominican find the highly rated boutique blend cigars at your nearest tobacconist today eduardo fernandez is at the front of
12: one of the largest tobacco growing operations in nicaragua producing strong flavors from the valleys of jalapa condega and Esteli. casa fernandez uses Aganorsa's highest quality nicaraguan leaf in all its factories the fernandez family are growers and blenders by nature Light up our box-pressed Aganorsa Leaf cigars available in our very own Corojo Jalapa wrapper and in San Andreas Maduro. The Aganorsa Leaf Maduro, one of the best cigars of 2013, rated 92 by Cigar Aficionado. The Illustri,
18: a 5x48, is now available in stores.
0: This is Bill Paley from La Polina Cigars. Kiss My Ass Radio is the bomb, man. Truly
8: bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout,
16: and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality.
13: When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities time the time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours the time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar sometimes as much as 10 years the time it takes to hand pick hand roll and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com.
2: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
4: Welcome back. You're listening to Smash Radio. To enter our final segment of this fine Saturday morning. And it's time to... You know, no one caught our social media word of the day. Hmm. Very, very interesting. I, mean, they I blame it. the producer. Yeah, it was Pocket Eights, the winning hand for Greg Gramer in the 2004 World Series of Poker. We said it in the first hour. We said it. No one caught it. For a it. long Pocket time, 8s. he was
6: actually playing that hand as a very religious experience where he would just, no
4: matter what, he would play it. I would imagine if you won the World Series of Poker, that would be the case. Yeah. Sure. All right, folks. Uh, As always, it's time to see which whack jobs out there in the world belong in a Cigar Insane Asylum.
2: Welcome to the Cigar Asylum.
12: Did you know I'm
17: utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes.
2: Where logic and reason cease to exist.
4: Brought to you courtesy of CLE Cigars, and Asylum Cigars. Uh, once again, Jefferson, oh no, I thought it was Florida. No. Jefferson, Indiana. No Florida, uh, no Floridians this week. No. Huh? Hooray. Jefferson, Indiana. Tammy Jo Blayton bailed her former boyfriend Joseph Oberhansley out of jail. Of course, that's a pretty nice thing to do for your boyfriend, right? Well, he found a very interesting way to thank her. He killed her and began eating part of her brain. Oh,
5: this story makes me so...
4: Yeah. The corpse was also missing part of the heart and lungs. Joseph was arrested last week and charged with the abuse of a corpse, murder, and breaking and entering. Police in Jeffersonville, Indiana, said that when Joseph was taken into custody, they found a knife in his pocket, soaked with blood, and covered with hair. Joseph admitted to cooking and eating part of the missing organs. A search in the area turned up tongs covered in blood, a skillet with human remains in the the trash. Yes. After you've been prosecuting for so long, you think you've seen everything. Everything, Prosecutor Steve Stewart said, but I've never seen this. In Monday's court appearance, Oberhansley denied involvement and wouldn't admit his name, telling the judge, obviously you've gotten the wrong guy. Instead, he insisted his name was Zeus Brown. Hey, that's a good way to go to court i'm not who you think i am i have no idea or anything but this is my name this isn't joseph's first trouble with the law cops confirm he was convicted of manslaughter in utah when he was a teenager after killing his girlfriend the bullet <laughs> after killing his girlfriend he shot himself in the head how does this guy miss the bullet ripped through part of his brain's frontal lobe causing irreparable damage no kidding what happens yep. when you shoot yourself. Unbelievable. He was also arrested after choking a man while naked and leading police on a chase near Louisville. How has this guy... The fact ma- that
5: he was able to be bailed out of yes. jail is totally the government's fault. This guy should have been in jail and stayed in jail for I mean, a very long time. You're
4: this guy's boyfriend. Are there not telltale signs here? Well, come on. There is the girl who just married Manson. I know, but he's behind bars. She's never really going to see him. But still... You know, she, they can't even hug each other. True. You know? Joseph Oberhansley, you belong
1: Ugh.
4: in a sane asylum and be locked away. Bought to you courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars. That's probably one of the sickest stories I've ever Sorry.
5: I'm sorry. I had to get radio. really gross. <laughs>
4: Why? Well done. Uh, great week next week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Next week we got Terrence Wiley of Quesada Cigars, the great white Gringo, uh, in the mix of his Oktoberfest tour, the new Oktoberfest cigars are hitting the streets and going to have a big celebration. Are You going to put on your uh, leader hose again?
6: Uh, the one from last year
4: was ruined. Have we ordered him a new leader hose? No, I'll have
5: to. Oh, order we got to get one no. it this week.
4: Remember, two sizes too small. Yeah, we want them to be real nut crunchy. We crunchers. want
1: that nut to oh, be. Oh yeah, Campbell
4: it nut. See yes, and I'm excited. Rob Weiss, creator of Entourage, will be on the show. Entourage fan. Oh, uh, yes. Love the show. I still...
6: I, I, have, I don't know how to go, because I know they wanted to film it with the end and then do the
4: movie, and I don't know what is I'm going Is there a ask. release date for the movie yet? It's supposed to be 2015, I think. Wow, it's It's uh, spring of 15. Well, we'll find out from Rob when we talk to him next week. My only beef with that show is it's a half hour long. It just seemed like it started and was over, like right when it started. I have so many other questions that I want to ask. About. Well, we'll be on the show next week, so very uh, interesting show. Lady M is already looking up hose and I can see got one. Got one for him.
5: We, like, a Quality
4: one. <laughs> Just
5: nope. This is it. I <laughs> mean, everyone, this is.
6: If you're going to get every year, can at least make like, sure it's a good quality, not
4: a chintzy, and it falls apart.
5: Extra like large last year? or medium.
4: Extra small. Oh. All right, folks. Uh, we hope you have a great weekend. We hope you enjoyed the show, and my traditional closing. Life is short. Savor the moment to count. Never, ever be afraid to express how you feel. Because if anyone doesn't like it, you just tell them to kiss your ash. Be merciless. Spare no cigar. Smoke them all. like God, God sort, sort them out. I
13: like to smoke them like some
8: whiskey like John Kennedy, yeah. remember Coach Red Aikman, sprung up for victory. Yeah. Well, you can take my wife, you can take my car, but you can't take my big
1: cigar. My cigar.